All right, welcome to another episode of I Just Interview My Friends. I'm Jason Chow, and today I'm interviewing my friend Jenny Jew, who I've known for a very long time. <laughs> a very long time. Um, and uh, one of the things that, if you know a little bit about Jenny, you will know that she is very good at makeup. She has an Instagram account called Jenny Jew Makeup. Um, and it is awesome, I will say, especially around Halloween time. So I'm looking forward to the next, anything that inspires you over the next week. Uh, but Jenny, I'd love to know, you know, what what started that uh, that love uh, or maybe just what started you in makeup and, and using makeup uh, and getting better at it? Um, I honestly did not start getting into makeup until college. So I never wore makeup until then, um, surprisingly enough. And I don't know how it started. I think I always just enjoyed doing it at home for fun. And I never wore it out in public just because I didn't know how people were going to take me wearing makeup because it was so brand new. Um, but I guess it's, I, it honestly started with like me trying to cover up my pimples. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and then I Classic. ventured off into like, you know, wearing eyeshadow and all that stuff. Um, and then I think it was our friend Sarah's wedding. Um, that's where I met Sherilyn and her friend Grace, who were already in the wedding makeup industry. And Grace actually needed someone to help her do wedding makeup as an assistant. And she was like, hey, I know you enjoy doing makeup. I need an assistant. I can teach you how to do um, makeup on other people if you're willing to help out. So that's how it kind of started. And shortly after, Sherilyn reached out and I joined her team and yeah. So when you first like, you know, bought makeup in college, right? And you were putting it on, did you did you realize that you were good at it, right? Like, were you like, oh, like I'm good at this? <laughs> no, not at all. I was terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I wish I had pictures to prove it, but honestly, like, mm -hmm. it did not look good, nor did I, like, even want to do it on other people. I think until I got better at it by practicing it at home, and then I felt comfortable enough to ask my close friend, hey, can I practice on you? And if it looks terrible, just let me know, and you can just take it off and um, tell me what you like, tell me what you don't like, and then that's where it all started. But honestly, I don't think anyone's really good at it to start with. And then, you know, kind of going back a little bit, like why weren't you using makeup in junior high and high school, you know, when I feel like a lot of girls do first start to experiment with it? I think it's because my friends didn't wear it. I mean, I think if my friends did, I would have tried it. I mean, granted, some girls were like eyeliner and mascara, but I just didn't feel like I knew how to and nor, you know, did I want to at that time. So I just didn't. I think it was just as simple as that. Hmm. And then, so when you were starting, you know, what what did you find, like, creatively appealing about it? Ooh, good question. Um, I think I wanted to challenge myself and see if I could do it. It was fun to do it on myself and my friends, but to do it for someone's wedding is honestly, it's going to be recorded in history in their mm -hmm. in their wedding photos. Um, so that was the first part. Um, and then honestly, I feel really bad because even the first wedding I did, um, it was someone I knew because it was Sarah's friend and 
I don't think it turned out as well as I wanted it to. Granted, I don't know if they personally liked it, um, but I think that was just like a time to look back at and, and me wanting to get better at it and wanting to do makeup for people where they looked at themselves and said, oh, this, this looks really good. I really like it. Mm -hmm. And then, so even now, right, do you find yourself like enjoying doing it for other people more than doing it on yourself? Oh, now it's different because that was about like what, four or five years ago when I started. Um, now I think since I don't do it as much, um, I think I enjoy doing it on myself more just because I think wedding makeup can be very stressful because you get different types of clients. Um, I do hair too. So that's, you know, added on stress of, you know, having to deal with people's different skin types and hairs. And some people don't like their makeup or hair at the end. And so trying to please people is a very tough thing to do. Um, whereas like if it's on myself, I have creative freedom to do whatever I want, whether it's a Halloween look or, you know, just like a colorful look that I want to do. So right now I would, I do enjoy doing it on myself more. Mm. How did the Halloween thing start? <laughs> I don't even know. I think I one day I saw a picture of a different makeup artist who did Chucky. Mm -hmm. And I wish I still had the picture of the first time I ever did it, but I don't have it anymore. But that's the first Halloween look I ever tried on myself, mm -hmm. which was like Chucky with like all the cuts and stuff. Um, and it turned out better than I thought. And so I kept doing it. And I don't know. I think I just like got into that creative, um, like zone and, mm. and did one after another. Granted last year and this year, it hasn't been as frequent just because it takes a really long time. Mm. I take a couple of pictures after a few minutes, I just take it off anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was always wondering, like, how long do you leave that on? Do you like just go oh, out into your kitchen long. and just like, hello? No way, no, no, no. Because most of the times I do these looks like really late at night and mm. it takes about like anywhere from two to four hours. And so I will take it off immediately and just go to bed. <laughs> Do you find that like doing that like stretches a different creative muscle in you? It does because um, it's different from wedding makeup because the thing with wedding makeup is I think with Asian communities, they all ask for very similar looks. Mm. So I don't get to be as creative as I want to be. And even on myself on a day to day or, you know, looks that I would do at home, I don't really wear out. I mean, not that I wear the Halloween makeup out in public, but it's, well, it's coming it's up. Fun. So you have one, <laughs> you have one day you can do it. Um, but it's more fun. And, you know, to see like how all of that comes together at the end, and then to look at it um, in a picture, and I can save it and look back at it um, and see the progress too of, you know, getting better year by year, I think is, is fun too to see mm. the progress. And, you know, you mentioned doing makeup for, you know, predominantly Asian faces, um, as you were getting into makeup for yourself, like, did you find that to be a challenge? Oh yeah, for sure. Cause everyone has different eye shapes and everyone has different skin types. And some people it's super easy to do makeup on because they have flawless skin. So thank God when I have mm -hmm. clients like that, but not everyone is like that. I have trouble skin too. So when I get clients with, you know, some concerns or, 
I think the toughest though, I would say is when clients are very unsure and self-conscious rather than they have like skin issues because I do makeup on them. It looks great. In my opinion, I think they look beautiful at the end, but um, they're unsure. So they'll ask their bridesmaids and they'll call their mom. They'll FaceTime their friends and get reassured. like, does it look good? Are you sure? And that's when it's really tough because if you don't believe that you look beautiful, then I, you know, no amount of makeup can help you. You know, and I, th- I definitely find that to be something really interesting about makeup because it seems like there tends to be these two extreme perceptions, right? Where it's like, oh, if you ma- if you wear makeup, it's because you're so self-confident that, like, you can rock whatever. Or, you know, it's like, oh, like, those girls are wearing makeup just to make themselves look beautiful. Have you ever found yourself kind of somewhere along those those extremes? Yes. I think in college when I started wearing makeup, it was definitely to cover up all my flaws, um, to hide my insecurities. And it helped. It definitely helped me feel confident um, in going out. But I think as I got older, I learned to take care of my skin. And, you know, honestly, finding your self-confidence enough to like not wear makeup and be fine to go out in public, I think it takes time. So even now, like I'm totally fine going out in public without makeup. Honestly, it's more comfortable. I wish I could go day to day without makeup. I mean, now that we work from home, I do. But Mm -hmm. I think working environment is different. So um, I wouldn't do that. But honestly, yeah, I think, yeah, it takes time. So now I am definitely on that side of like self-confidence is key. Wear makeup if you want to because it makes you feel good, not because it makes you look good. Um, don't wear it if you don't want to. Do you, if you feel like you look good without it, then don't wear it. And even if, you know, other people say other things, then don't don't give into that. Because the more you give into it, the more you become self-conscious and try to put on more makeup to, you know, I don't know, make you feel better. Mm. Um, kind of going back to the the style, right? Like I'm always interested in sort of Asian makeup right now, right? Like what is, what's been the progression? Cause you, you know, when I was, when I was in high school, right? Talking with my Asian female friends, it was very clear that <laughs> makeup was not for them, right? I would hear them complain all the time about like how these styles were not for them. But, you know, I don't know whether it's through the rise of like K-pop or, you know, like Asian American culture becoming just more dominant. Uh, and accepted, how do you feel like makeup for Asians has changed over the years and where is it at right now? Hmm. I think, well, this is coming from like my personal experience. YouTube has like a huge, huge aspect to this Mm -hmm. because I think like 10 years ago, YouTube wasn't even a thing. It was up and rising, but that's where I got all of my, you know, tips and tricks and how to put on makeup for Asian eyes, how to put on makeup for people in general. So I think watching a lot of YouTube videos helped and trying different things. Um, But specifically for Asian communities, I don't know. I think trends change. I mean, I remember back to my high school days, everyone just wore like really thick eyeliner to make their eyes look bigger. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then when in fact, if you look back at it, they look like raccoons. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I think it's different. I mean, as the trends change, um, people change too and and kind of conform to that and um 
but yeah, I feel like nowadays it's more of like the natural look gives in. So that's what everyone's going for. <laughs> do you use makeup to look like you're not wearing makeup? Yes, and that's the hardest type of makeup to do. <laughs> it's called water. It's called water. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, for you then, right, like you were working with, um, you know, professional wedding makeup, was there ever a point in your life where you were like, oh, like, I could make a career out of this? I thought about it, but I think being the very, uh, like, Per, the type of person that seeks stability, I think that scared me to, you know, get out of the fact that like, if I were to have a full time job, I would have stability, I, you know, job security, and to let go all of that to pursue wedding makeup um, would be a huge deal. And I think the risks were too much and I would have rather had the stability. So I, I have thought about it in the past. People have asked me multiple times, like, do you think about doing this full time? Or do you even now, like, do you think about doing it for the next few years? Um, but yeah, I think for some people it is, it makes sense for them to do it full time. If you really, really have that passion for it. Um, I think, I, I do love makeup, but I don't think I'm passionate enough to let go of like my full-time career mm -hmm. and pursue makeup. Uh, maybe later down the line when I'm older and I have kids and I don't want a full-time job anymore, makeup is always something that I can do on the side and mm -hmm. I'll have more time like on the weekdays. Um, Cause that's the other aspect of, you know, event makeup or wedding makeup. A lot of people ask for weekdays. And if you have a full-time job, that's, you know, it's really hard to do Fridays or even Thursdays. Um, so for now, yeah, no, but I have thought about it. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I don't know if people will know, right. But you currently work for Netflix. Um, I and I, I love always how like skill sets crossover, you know, have you, have you found that, you know, your skill sets in makeup, in, you know, cosmetics and hair, right? Does it cross over into your work? Um, does it cross over into other areas of your life that maybe you hadn't expected? Oh, good question. Um, I think a little bit, uh, because my job entails, like I have to do, um, so I'm a talent coordinator, which means I schedule interviews for candidates and basically we create a great candidate experience. Um, for the whole interview process. So dealing with a lot of team members, but also making sure that the candidates are well taken care of. And I think that translates from makeup too, because you have to make sure your clients are well taken care of mm -hmm. and you have to find out what their wants and needs are and um, prioritize that and then put that into practice. Um, so I think that definitely translates over that customer service aspect of it. Um, and it's just a lot of people management skills. I think that I've learned throughout the years doing makeup because, um, you know, I'm, I'm an introvert, so I don't enjoy meeting new people. I do enjoy meeting new people, but it's scary. Mm -hmm. It's not natural or comfortable for me. So I think doing makeup and meeting clients on a, like a week to week basis definitely broke me out of my shell a little bit, um, to be comfortable meeting new people, which helps in my work right now. Mm. 
Um, and, you know, meeting new people, like, I remember when I first discovered the whole, like, world of beauty YouTube, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but for you, you know, like, being, watching those videos, um, and then even, like, having an Instagram page and, you know, going out into that world, did you find, like, friends or a community? Like, is there, like, a makeup hidden makeup Twitter YouTube community that I don't know of? Um, I, I mean, I don't think there's like a hidden community, but definitely the Asian makeup artist community in LA is um, not as big as you think. So mm. I have come across many, many makeup artists that um, I know through a friend of mine or, you know, this other makeup artist friend of mine knows this person. And so even my clients, when they talk about like, I reach out to this person, I'm like, oh yeah, they're my friend. Or like, I know this person because I've worked with them. Mm -hmm. So very small circle of Asian makeup artists. Um, but yeah, I think you just get to know them by working and then um, realizing that the Asian community reaches out to the same type of makeup artists. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, yeah, again, like I said, it's a small pool. Mm. What, um like, I know Halloween is coming up, right? But like creatively with makeup, like what are some of the things that you're you're looking forward to or that that's that's on your I I hope to be able to do this list. Uh, I see a bunch of pictures on Instagram and online of like these crazy looks and illusions that I want to try, but I'm too scared to do because I like I'm very a uh, perfectionist type. So if I mess up mid midway through, I'll just give up and I'll just shut down and want to do it all over again. But then because it took so long already, I'll just like give up. Mm -hmm. And maybe if I find the time and if I'm in the mood, I'll try it another day. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like trying more new looks. And if I see something that I'm inspired by to um, not only like try to recreate that look, but, you know, to come up with looks on my own, I think is the next step for me. Um, mm. cause I think seeing a picture and trying to replicate it is a lot easier. in in my opinion, than coming up with something that's in your head that you thought of and doing something brand new, um, that's not inspired by anybody else, but your imagination. Mm. Wow. That's, that is, that is yeah. interesting. That is tough. Um, we talked about, you know, some of your strenuous experiences with clients, right? But um, what are some of your experiences when you do it right and they love it? Like, how does that feel for you? Oh, it's amazing. Honestly, I still remember to this day for some of my brides where they look in the mirror and immediately they're like, I love it. I look so good. Not that they didn't, but I think it gives them that extra boost of confidence, especially on their wedding day, or even if it's a special like engagement shoot or photo shoot, um, to, to know that you help them, you know, like feel that way, I think is such a good achievement and feeling that I just can't describe it's, it's like, I love helping people. So if I know that I help them to, you know, make their day better and make them feel more special, I think that's what I love about this job and doing wedding makeup per, like personally. Um, obviously it has its hardships, but I think that moment and that feeling of accomplishment 
outweighs like all the negatives of, mm. of this like wedding makeup industry. Mm. Um, I see, you know, like in Korean culture, uh, like Korean pop culture, even to a certain degree, a lot of more Asian pop culture, makeup <laughs> on men, <laughs> right? Um, and I, I'm interested in it, right? Because I think it's like this thing of like breaking stereotypes and social norms. Um, have you ever thought about doing makeup for men, like, or have looked into like what that world is like? I've actually done makeup for men for what? their wedding, uh-huh. uh, not ever, not ever requested by the groom themselves, oh, really? but the bride specifically <laughs> asked, can you do makeup for uh-huh. my groom or my future husband because he has some skin problems or uh-huh. I don't want him to look, you know, uneven. And obviously 10 out of 10 times they will listen to their bride and get their makeup done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, don't, I still don't think in America it's, it's, like a thing so i had never really thought of looking into that in korea definitely different story you know i think makeup for men is the norm now so on a day-to-day like men wear makeup um not a lot i don't think but just to like self-groom and make sure everything is even um but here i think unless it's for weddings and specific occasions i don't think that'll be a thing anytime soon Mm. um Thinking about our particular context, right? You know, we go to the same church and our church is, I would say, you know, on the conservative side, right, socially. Um, part of that is, especially for younger girls, right? Like there is this uh-huh. this hard thing to navigate, right? When it comes to makeup and appearance, especially in this growing Instagram world. What are your thoughts on, you know, for, you know, a 16, 18, 20-something-year-old girl who is either starting to get into makeup or uses makeup, right? In that church context, what's that struggle like? Oh, man. I don't think anyone in their, like, teen years needs to wear makeup, but I might be biased um, because I didn't wear makeup in high school. (laughs) Um, But honestly, like, if... I think these days are different because of the generation and everything's on social media. So you want to look, you know, Instagram ready and Instagram worthy and makeup is such a norm on, in, on that like platform. And so it's tough. It's tough. I want to tell, you know, even like your future kids, like I want to tell even Abby when they grow up, like don't wear makeup until you're in college. Um, but if you really want to and you like that's what makes you happy then do it in moderation don't feel like you need to go excessive and put on false lashes and you know have this like instagram ready makeup every time you go out um because i think that's just a facade and um obviously if all of your friends do it then you might feel pressured to do it too and wear that much makeup out um but i'm not going to judge anyone who wears makeup because you know i think makeup is just a tool and it's just a fun hobby um but i think if it gets into that territory of especially for teens like i'm insecure and you know i want to hide behind all this makeup and use it to fit in then i think it's a different story and um yeah i think if i even at church if i see someone who's really young wearing a 
ton of makeup, you know, I'm going to do my best not to try to judge them. But because I personally don't think at, at a certain age, you need that much makeup. Um, so it's yeah, it's tough. I think it's just an ongoing debate and conversation, depending on who you talk to. It's funny because I feel the same way about like the hymenies at church, right? Because like, <laughs> <laughs> right? there's some hymenies they wear so much makeup, and I was like, it's like just embrace yep. your hymeniness, right? Like, I know. <laughs> um, so for somebody, I I recently went to the mall because it reopened. It was a little <laughs> bit of a scary experience to be honest, right? In the mm -hmm. age of COVID, but one of the things that I I you know I don't un I don't understand, right? Not being someone that uses makeup is like the size and scale of the makeup stores now, right? Because I remember when I was in when I was in high school going to the mall, there was a makeup store, right? But it was like, you know, it was the it was a one one store thing, right? And I went to Sephora and it was like a four <laughs> like block thing. What what fuel like I don't know, but what what fuels kind of or what is that expansion? Like why is there four times the amount of makeup stuff uh, available? I think, honestly speaking, social media. Because mm. now that social media is a thing, it's so e easy to like market to so many different age groups. And because you have this platform, you can reach so many different people and brands are hopping on that. And I think, especially with Korean skincare too, now that's a trend in America. So I think stores like Sephora, they're adding more and more stuff just because they want to appeal to so many different types of people and mm -hmm. different concerns. So I think makeup stores will just continue to grow bigger and that industry, um, they'll continue to make tons of money because <laughs> makeup, it expires and you throw it away. There's always a brand new thing that comes out, you know, like three months later and I always try never to get sucked into it because I'll buy one thing, try it out. I love it. But then something brand new comes out the next month and I still want to try it because mm. everyone raves about it and they say it's the best thing out there right now. And I think that's how they get you hooked. And then they keep coming out with new stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, and talking about social media, like I was um, like when you when you made Jenny Ju makeup <laughs> right on Instagram <laughs> as a fellow introvert, like one of the things for me, even being a writer director, like I'm terrified of doing a public Instagram, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like I don't want, I don't want to think about putting myself out there. Mm -hmm. What was, was that something that you thought about when you first made the account? And as you've continued to post on it, you know, and I assume more and more people follow it, following, what's that kind of internal process like dealing with that? I think my friends told me to make one when I first started doing makeup on other people. And I was like, should I? I mean, what am I going to post on there? And I was hesitant at first. And I honestly didn't even know what to name it either. And I think my friend Trisha helped me just come up with what about just Jenny Drew makeup? And I was like, that's so simple. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that's how it started. Um, but I think I just started it on a whim and, you know, it's just became my personal portfolio slash makeup diary um, to like dump all of my stuff on there. And um, honestly, like whoever looks at it, um, you know, and gets inspired too, like, I think it's a great platform to do that. Um, but honestly, I just started it for my personal 
reasons of wanting to have like an online diary slash portfolio. And now it's just kind of grown to a portfolio for clients to look at. Um, but now that I'm doing less wedding makeup and kind of going more back into like the looks that I want to do, I think it just goes back and forth. Mm. So I always thought about like, should I erase all of my personal stuff and just have it be a clientele like portfolio? Or should I just, you know, get rid of all of my client stuff and put that on a different profile and have this just be for like creative makeup. Mm. But honestly, like, I don't even care anymore. I just, <laughs> I just post whatever I want to post. Nice. Yeah. The perfect way to deal with social media. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so last question. Um, right now what's your favorite look for yourself like what's your go-to like on a day-to-day -day? yeah yeah or like yeah and maybe maybe day-to-day -day <laughs> and what's your like i'm feeling fancy hmm i rarely feel fancy these days <laughs> I know. <laughs> um honestly if i go out anywhere um to hang out with friends or whatnot i'll just put on foundation concealer blush bronzer on to some people that might sound like a lot mm -hmm. but that's just my minimal um and eyeliner and mascara and that's it i used to do the whole shebang of you know eyeshadow and eyebrows but it's just too much and i think that's another thing i realized as i get older i get more lazy so <laughs> if my makeup becomes efficient, more natural efficient. <laughs> efficient if my makeup becomes more natural or like less it's because I hate doing my makeup some days and mm -hmm. I get very, very lazy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Nice. What about your no fancy, no fancy look? Nothing you're like. Fancy look. Uh, anything with glitter. I love glitter. So I'll just pop that on my eyes. But these days, nothing's, I mean, I rarely feel fancy. My fancy is just doing Halloween makeup these mm. days. So <laughs> well, I'll I'm probably looking, do another one. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, all right. Thank you, Jenny, so much for your time. I really appreciate yeah, it. Course. And uh, yes, if you are listening, you can follow her at Jenny Jew Makeup on Instagram. Thank Hopefully you. Hopefully in time for a great <laughs> Halloween look. I hope so.